Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Uh, have you filled up the car with gas? I haven't uh, been to the gas station, and I've been uh, basically sequestered here at home for a number of reasons. A, really, really busy, and B, really, really busy. So uh, I have not left this house in about 48 hours. So I'm assuming that if the last week or so has been a bellwether, uh, the gas price has probably gone up another 25 cents because it went up 75 cents in a week since uh, uh, Vladimir Putin decided to invade Ukraine. And before that, it had gone up about $1.25, dollars <laughs> who knows, right? Uh, $1.25 since Joe Biden became the president. But, but Jen Psaki thinks you're stupid, and she's now saying that, you know, the reason why that gas went up, uh, you know, doubled in price since Joe Biden took office and made us no longer energy independent is because, you know, we were gearing up for Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, which they didn't even know about a week before the invasion of Ukraine. They just started talking about a possible invasion of Ukraine about a week before, while the rest of us are going, you know, uh, generally, if you put 120,000 troops on a border and all of the, you know, a sundry support, it generally means an invasion, all right? And uh, it generally means an invasion, Kind of like, you know, you're a 21-year-old intern, you're on an elevator, and Joe Biden enters, and there's nobody else around. You know there's going to, something is going to happen, and it's not going to be good. So uh, all the clues are there. You just kind of, you kind of got to be careful. Uh, Americans hurting over gas prices are saying BS on Biden's claim he can't do much. You know, you heard this the other day. I can't do much, and I told you on Monday that he was going to use the Ukrainian invasion as an excuse to say no matter how high gas prices go because of his Green New Deal, and this is all by design, Barack Obama started this over a decade ago saying that energy prices would necessarily skyrocket. And, you know, uh, John Kerry, who's famous for uh, two things, throwing his war medals, fake war medals over the fence of the Capitol. Um, and then because he kept the real ones because, you know, he said he was really ashamed of his Vietnam service, but he kept the medals through the other ones over the fence. And he's also famous for marrying very rich women, which I wish I kind of would have known around 23 years ago. But no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm blissfully married. My wife's in the other room. She's working from home today because we're getting eight inches of snow. So shh, don't say anything. She's in there working. My daughter's home from school today, by the way, as well. So... I've got two women and three female dogs in the house. It's my life. Uh, Americans feeling the price of the pump told Fox News that President Biden uh, claimed that he can't do much about soaring prices does not add up. That's a bunch of bull. Chester from Kentucky said he used to live there. Uh, Lynn of South Dakota. Uh, I'm very familiar with South Dakota. This is weird. There has to be reserves here in the States that they can't release. Well, that's true there, Lynn. In fact, uh, there's billions of uh, barrels of oil under South Dakota and North Dakota and the Rocky Mountains and in Alaska. We have enough oil to last us for hundreds of years. Uh, Robert from Tampa said that, no, it's been going uh, for some time now, like inflation. It's not something that happened in a couple weeks. There you go. 
Uh, Anne said that uh, she doesn't understand Putin's uh, Putin's ha! Biden's decision to shut down the Keystone XL. We have potential to take care of our own needs rather than go to uh, foreign sources. But here's a president of the United States. It's like all of a sudden, it's not my problem. It's gonna go up. It's gonna go up. Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. There you go. You know, there you go. He can't take responsibility for anything. We've discovered that, and now he's not taking <laughs> taking responsibility for a policy. That he is ushered in. Uh, the, he did it. There's no doubt about it. And you know why? I know that there's no doubt about it because I'm not stupid. And and you're not stupid. And the American people aren't buying it, to be quite honest. You know why these gas prices are going up. Nobody was talking about Vladimir Putin on uh, Ukraine's border. The only thing that maybe, um, you know, happened since uh, uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, starting to amass troops on the border, that was actually caused by Joe Biden being inaugurated. Because literally, like a month or two later, just started amassing troops on the border. So, I mean, seriously? Plus, the majority of Americans blame Joe Biden for the Russian invasion of Ukraine, said it wouldn't have happened with Donald Trump in the office. Of president, that is. 58% of Americans blame Biden, according to a new Harris X poll. 62% uh, believe Putin would not have invaded if President Trump were in the office. And, and I believe this, too. You know why? Because uh, Donald Trump, you know, and, and so the left will say, well, the, the, the world thought he was just crazy enough to try something. Well, you know, if that's what you think is going to happen, if you think Donald Trump is crazy and the, if it scares the world into behaving, oh, what the hell? But I know different. He's a businessman. He's a smart man. and doesn't take any crap. That's what it was all about. And, and those of you who say, well, yeah, the reason why is because Donald Trump's crazy and he could have done it. Well, that's what Vladimir Putin is using right now in his favor. Vladimir Putin's crazy. He might just use nukes. That's, uh, you know, preventing us from doing things like uh, getting some uh, fighter planes to Ukrainians, which I've had a chance to digest for the last 24 hours. And I say, oh, hell yeah, give them, uh, give them some fighter planes. Give them a couple of those uh, A-10 warthogs. Wipe that uh, convoy outside of Kiev right off the map. I mean, we're already giving them Stinger missiles by the thousands. You don't think Russia knows they get Stinger missiles? They don't have Stinger missile factories in Ukraine. I hate to tell you this. they got some biological labs that are developing weapons of war, which we'll get into very shortly on the show, kind of like China, I guess. But there are no uh, Stinger weapons. They're not, we're, nobody's buying weapons from Ukraine. Uh, you know, maybe slingshots. You know? <laughs> but that's about it. That is about it. And oh, this is Jen Psaki. This is Jen Psaki. And, and it's so funny because now all of a sudden, rather than just saying this for the last year, okay, as gas prices are going up and people are noticing it and people are noticing it and people are noticing it. And back in December, gas prices dropped by a dime. Joe Biden took credit for the gas prices dropping. And now he says there's nothing he can do to drop gas prices. That said, if indeed the White House was concerned about gas prices, and if indeed, as Jen Psaki says now, this all started because we were anticipating Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, then why the hell hasn't the White House been saying that for the last year as gas prices went up a buck and a quarter? Well, the answer is Jen Psaki is, uh, is lying. Here she is, saying the reason why gas prices went up, despite the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline, which they're trying to diminish, despite the fact these massive, massive restrictions on, uh, on drilling and making us become energy dependent on OPEC again, and begging Iran and OPEC and Venezuela for oil, that uh, this was all about Vladimir Putin. 
I would say that since President Putin uh, began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, the price of gas at the pump in America has gone up 75 cents, which is significant. Buck and a quarter where I was from, so it's probably higher where you went. And of course. Where you live. There's widespread consensus that the sharp run-up of energy... There is no consensus at all. You're just making this up yesterday. ...energy prices since January was called by, caused by the building of Putin's troops at Ukraine's border. <laughs> the reality, as we know, is that Russia is the world's third largest oil producer and energy supply disruptions and market volatility are a result yeah. of his aggression. Don't you know, take my word for that. There have been a number of... Now she's going to cite a bunch of stuff that she hasn't cited at all in the last one year as gas prices went through the ceiling and it was a major point of issue with regard to the economy and Americans being impacted. Assessments back in January, uh, Federal Chair, uh, Fed Chair Powell warned that there was a risk to our economy based on, quote, what's going on in Eastern Europe. Yeah. In early February, J.P. Morgan analysts yeah. projected that disruptions blah, 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 blah. of oil flows blah, blah, blah. from Russia could push mm -hmm. oil prices to $120 Per barrel, which yeah, but see, now they're uh, they're talking about a two hundred dollar oil, and it's probably going to go higher than that. Uh, inflation has reached a new high as consumer prices jump seven point nine percent, the highest in four decades. Inflation climbed to another four decade high in February, with prices expected to push even higher on the back of soaring energy prices following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, this was happening before, by the way, uh, before Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, in fact, I've got pictures that are months old of the empty store shelves at uh, Sam's Club and you, you may, or Walmart, where I shop, actually, or the, uh, the, the stories that I've told about the price of beef doubling, which I've been talking about for, oh, probably five or six months now at least. Uh, this is a ninth straight month of inflation above 5%. Prices rose at an annual rate of 7.5% in janvier, jumping 0.6% in December. So what do we got? We got uh, dependence on foreign oil. We've got higher prices. And also, I might add that we are hearing of uh, increases in the interest rate on your home, which sounds a whole lot like when Jimmy Carter was the president of the United States way back in the 70s. Here's our theme song for that. Welcome back, Carter. Welcome back. To Jimmy Carter 2.0. 4.0. Welcome back. Double that. He's the same bad press, but his name is Joe. <laughs> well, the names have all changed since Jim was around. Or they're all dead. But the swamp that remains can't be turned around. Joe's killing off the nation. Killing off the nation. Say hello to stagflation. Hello to stagflation. Yeah, we tease him a lot. Cause brain cells he ain't got Welcome back Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back Welcome back, welcome back Welcome back It cost an arm to fill your car And a leg Welcome back Your paycheck's the same and it don't go far Joe pulled all the troops from Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Everything is screwed up. I guess that's his plan. He's an Obama puppet. Obama puppet. Let's go tell him to stop it. Tell him to stop it. The worst in history. That's why we chant FJB. Welcome back. FJB. Welcome back. FJB. FJB. Got the vaccination, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad, or, 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 or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're, you're no, I, I, I really know. You know, you know, the thing, the thing, the thing. <laughs> 
Three-quarters of small businesses say Biden is not doing enough to fight inflation, supply chain issues, according to a new survey. So we got that on top of everything else. And I can't imagine how hard it is right now to be a, uh, a job creator, somebody who owns a small business. Everything takes uh, forever to get to you. Everything costs more. And I can speak uh, from experience on a variety of different issues. I see it at the grocery store. I am getting the first new car that I've had in almost 20 years. I usually, you know, I've mentioned that the three, the combined age of the three vehicles, including my wife's, uh, mine, and my son's, about the age of Nancy Pelosi. And about uh, half as much mileage. <laughs> so, uh, and I've got to wait a year for the damn thing. And by the way, if you're going to order an electric car that you probably can't afford, a minimum like starting at 50 grand, and then you're going to be at least a year waiting for it. So as far as uh, Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris, who's over in Poland now, and I'm sure everything's going to get fixed, you know, just getting a new car or an electric car, and you'll just see all the savings. You'll save $80 a year on gasoline or something like that, whatever. Uh, It's just, it's nonsense, and it's hurting everybody. It's hurting everybody. And then, of course, they just push through an omnibus spending bill through the House, and it's going on to the Senate. It's 2,700 pages with a bunch of crap in it, as usual. They never learn, do they? They never learn. They B-slap us for decades, and then they, they subject us to all of these indignities, including the Afghan pullout, including what's going on with our, our oil prices because of energy dependence on uh, the world's bad actors and all of this, and they suffer all of these indignities on top of us, and then on top of all the things they'd slap us with, then they pull through a damned spending bill that is unhinged, is uh, has no regard for any limits whatsoever, because they think it's their money. It's our money, but it's their money. But here you go, $30 million for America's 250th birthday. Oh, that's not for four years from now, by the way. Yeah, 1776, 2026. Yeah, that's still another four years away. $834 million to push fruit and veggies. Uh, Yeah, to push fruits and vegetables for people who are receiving food stamps. There you go. So that'll be really helpful. Yeah, encourage families that eat their fruits and veggies like your mom did and you never did. You fed them to the dog or you hid them under mashed potatoes when you were a kid. $25 million for Washington, D.C. security. $106 million, an increase of $6.5 million to fund the White House, its staff, and operations. Increased funding for members of Congress. The budget raises the basic office budgets of House members, an increase of $134 million, 21% above last year's level. Did you get a 21% raise last year? Did you get a 21% raise last year? Anybody? Anybody get a 21% raise? No, you know, you see, because you might have got a 3% raise, cost of living increase, which is kind of standard, but gas prices went up 100%. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. U.S. Capitol Police who are abusive and murder people when uh, they get into the Capitol, like Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, I said it. Uh, U.S. Capitol Police received $87 million increase in funding uh, that is used to hire. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? The U.S. Capitol Police, you want to know how many police officers they have? Are you ready? 2,112, which is the name of a Rush album. Yeah, 2,112. 2,112 officers and 450 civilian members of the Capitol Police. <laughs> it's just, you know, unbelievable. They just slap you in the face. They slap you in the face uh, one way, and you look in the other way, they slap you again. It's just, it's honestly, it's a sucker punch. Yeah, this is Congress. They like to sucker punch us. If you think the best and brightest are representing our country in positions of high leadership, you are absolutely wrong. And I think that the one thing that could be uh, good out of all the last couple of years 
that we've learned is uh, that they've been exposed and that we cannot just take you know what they have to say at face value. Uh, we have to realize that they don't know what the hell they're doing, many of them. Kamala Harris is a prime example of that. And, and consequently, the world is going to suffer because of it. By the way, also, there is a global food crisis. Uh, and I had mentioned this months ago. I said that sooner or later, and I'm talking from the stance of the Democrat Party, the glorious control that government was able to compel over you would have to end when COVID ended. So where would be the next crisis? There had to be another crisis. And one of the reasons why there has to be another crisis is because this is an election year. They used the crisis of the pandemic in 2020, the last election year. I've said that 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. There's no other reason why 2020 happened. There's no reason why America's cities burned an entire summer to the tune of a couple billion dollars, 30 people dying, thousands of people being injured, and no one being held accountable. And it all stopped just in time for the election. Do you know why? Because the protesters weren't being paid anymore. I'm not kidding. There was nothing organic about the protests of 2020. Otherwise, they wouldn't have just stopped. They would not have just stopped. Have you guys signed up for Stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and get discounts you won't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of uh, USPS rates and 76% off of UPS. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com. Here's Brian Deese. He's a a spokesmouthpiece for the Biden administration talking about uh, how to get us out of this this, uh, malaise, a Carter-esque kind of uh, phrase about gas prices. The only viable path to energy independence for the American economy is to reduce the energy intensity of our economy overall, uh, and ultimately to reduce it to zero and get ourselves to a position where we're no longer reliant on fossil fuels. That's a long-term project, uh, but what we're seeing today um, and the geopolitics and the economic pain should only reinforce uh, our efforts to try to move there more quickly. Okay, so now this is a long-term thing. Why the hell do you want everybody to buy an electric vehicle now? If this is a long-term process, why are you doing everything you can to jack prices up on gas, 7 or $8? If this is a long-term process, then I would assume, and I know in my heart, that uh, I've got a car that I'm driving right now. It's 17 years old. And you know, my son's driving my car, which is 13 years old. And we're going to keep those cars. We are going to keep those cars. But we're going to be burning fossil fuel. So why are you doing this? Because they want to make it happen overnight. They, it's like Picard on, uh, on the Star Trek The Next Generation. Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Yes, make it so. Don't work that way, kids. Don't work that way. 
But this is what, uh, you know, they, the unicorn farts and fairy dust. That's what I said. I said that years ago. I wrote a piece of satire for Rush Limbaugh about the Democrats' energy plan, and it was, uh, it was uh, unicorn farts and fairy dust. This is a piece that I've saved for 160 days from uh, James Pinkerton. He wrote it. He goes, Biden imposed energy scarcity on this country, thereby opening up uh, more of a world market for the Russians to sell their energy. And because energy is scarcer, it's more expensive. All good news for Putin and his military. Democrat Jimmy Carter, who, like Biden, also provided over energy shrinkage, higher prices, and resulting strategic weakness. The Russians have a lot of oil and gas, the eighth largest in the world, and they are selling as much as they can. The country is the world's third largest producer of oil and the second largest producer of natural gas. It is. It is. Heritage Foundation counts another dozen Biden anti-energy policies other than just shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline. We're talking about, you know, these uh, drilling permits on federal lands, which are basically worthless because they take years and years to uh, get through, if you can get them through at all. The Europeans are energy dependent on Russia. Why is that? This according to the piece by uh, Mr. Pinkerton. Mostly because they have chosen to go ecological, like the Biden administration wants to do to us. Europeans, inspired by visions of green goodness, have reduced their own carbon extraction. And at the same time, two European countries, Belgium and Germany, are shutting down their nuclear power plants. Well, that's changed because Germany just said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it this year. But we're screwed, you see. We screwed ourselves because we're idiots. And we listen to people like Greta Thunberg, who's a teenager. Uh, Instead, the Europeans plan to power their economy on wind and solar, yet this green energy new deal is not working because wind and solar simply lack the needed ability to do what they want it to do, okay? Such weakness has strategic implications, including right now with the Ukraine crisis. The dilemma for the West, you can't win a geopolitical conflict lasting years or decades with an economy powered intermittently by wind turbines and solar panels. Geopolitical realism requires energy realism. When Ronald Reagan was inaugurated in January 20th, 1981, he inherited a weak U.S. energy position, palsied by price controls. Yet paradoxically, during Carter's presidency, oil prices had gone up from less than $14 a barrel on the day Carter was sworn in, uh, January 20th, 1977, to $38 a barrel on the day he left office four years later. Why is that? U.S. production was shrinking in response to price controls. Worldwide demand was surging, and there were no price controls on foreign oil, so it was simple. Less supply plus more demand equals higher prices. Yet the strategic balance started to change on January 29, 1981, when President Reagan decontrolled oil prices. Oil prices fell dramatically during his presidency. By 1986, oil was $10 a barrel. The plummet in oil prices was catastrophic for the Soviet Union. If the Russians were riding high on oil prices, then the way to bring them down was to cut the price of oil. And the way to do that was with more production from the United States. Lower oil price devalued the ruble, causing the USSR to go bankrupt, which led to perestroika and Mikhail Gorbachev and the collapse of the Soviet empire. You take from that, that if we increase the production of our oil, it would lower the price of petroleum per barrel and Russia would lose its arse. But we're doing the opposite, you see. And that's why the price of oil is teetering on $120 per barrel. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse. But, uh, you know, that's just uh, how things are. There's a headline, record gas prices, journalists, celebrities, other tone-deaf 
opinions of oil on oil energy as fuel prices surge. Americans are experiencing the highest uh, gas prices since the 2007-2009 financial crisis with the national gas price average uh, reaching more than $4 per gallon. The highest average to date, according to the AAA. Many have echoed White House talking points of lecturing Americans to buy more electric cars, which is falderall. Because, uh, first of all, most people can't afford a damned electric car, which start around fifty grand. Other liberal pundits have insisted Americans should simply uh, eliminate oil dependence altogether without offering a viable alternative, which they're not. Which they're not. It's not just uh, tone deaf, but demeaning and insulting for them to uh, almost celebrate the lack of adequate oil supply and sky high prices at the pump. This is uh, uh, Curtis Hauk of Newsbusters, by the way. Contrary to their worldview, working men and women aren't able to have the funds to foot the bill for a Tesla or electric car or accountant to find them the massive tax breaks. No matter what they say, viewers will see right through these smug pleas to go green. Yeah. Let's go to Carol in Anne Arundel County, Maryland. Hello there, Carolyn. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Well, number one, I am just... Totally ticked off. Okay. I am tired of going to the grocery store and spending $194. Jeez. Where I used to spend 100 I know. I did that just now. Unreal. I am ticked off because the oil wells that are currently tapped in Texas and all over this country are sitting there waiting yeah. to produce oil and other types of fluid, like gas, that takes us entirely off of anybody independent besides us. Yeah. We Carol, are independent. We can be again. But Carol, the idiots that are currently running this show are taking us all to the cleaners, and now they want us to give up and go along with Clean energy all the way across. Yeah. Carol, let me ask you this uh, real quick. Uh, Carol, you said you're now $194 for groceries versus $100 a few weeks ago. Um, how else has uh, this impacted you, just the, the presidency of Joe Biden with regard to finances, with regard to heating your home? Uh, what, what have you had to do to cope with all of this? Has it really hit you? I mean, obviously, you're spending that much more at a grocery store. But tell me how it's impacted you, you personally. Last month, I bought medications. This month, I bought groceries. Wow. Does that say it? Yeah, it does. $320 worth of medications. I'm currently on 11. Wow. Because somebody gave me a bad med, and I've been trying to get over it for the last 15 months. Okay, fine. I'm dealing with that. But now... I'm turning around and spending two-thirds of the same amount to just simply go to the grocery store and feed myself. I can't even begin to think of buying a new car. I'm 78 years old. Yeah, I know. It ain't happening. They've already killed my my retirement account. All right. Well, Carol, I want to thank you for calling and sharing your story because this is what's happening to people around the country, and I... I, I hope and I pray for you, Carol, because it's not easy. Well, and, and, you know, the only thing we can hope for is we boot these jackasses out of Washington, D.C. Go ahead. I have been a Republican since 1964, wow. longer than most of these people have been alive. Yeah. 
and it just doesn't work. What I would like to see is the answer to why I don't hear more from my conservatives and Republicans as to what's going on and what they plan on doing about it. Amen. Give us Listen, some hope, please. Carol, I, I've got I've to let you go. I apologize for that. As long as Mitch McConnell's in charge, ain't going to happen. As far as uh, Kevin McCarthy, as long as he's in charge, ain't going to happen. We need fresh blood in there. We've got fresh blood in there. And I, and I think we're on the cusp of an American revolution, a peaceful American revolution. And $7 gas is going gonna, is gonna to cause it to happen. Right now, there's truckers in D.C. Ted Cruz is in the front tractor trailer. Don't give up hope. Stick around. Joining us on the phone is author of uh, several incredible books, uh, his most recent, uh, Fifth Week, at number one on the New York Times bestseller list, which causes uh, those at New York Times uh, heads to explode. Uh, it is called Red-Handed. The author of the book is Peter Schweitzer, and he joins us on the phone. Peter, I haven't had you on the air since uh, Clinton Cash, and I thought, you know, maybe you could just sit back and relax and enjoy the spoils of a bestseller. But you've got another hit on your hands with uh, Red-Handed. Uh, welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you on. Hey, it's great to be back with you. Thanks so much. And, boy, it's been a while then because we passed <laughs> yes. back in 2015. Unbelievable. I, I was working on a radio station in Kansas City at the time, and now I'm working on a bunch of radio stations on my syndicated radio program. So I guess we both have kind of advanced in our uh, That's in fantastic. Our, in our, yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember now. I remember that interview now. Yes, it's great to be back with you. It is good to have you on. Um, why is the everybody ignoring what you discovered in this book? I mean, I guess the answer probably is uh, is playing on, as the nose on my face. But why is the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party ignoring everything that you studiously researched in this book? Well, it's a good question. I think first of all, um, it, it's a little embarrassing because. This is the sort of thing they're supposed to be covering. I mean, in, in this book, same thing with Clinton Cash, uh, you know, we don't use anonymous sources. We go through corporate records, legal documents, papers. You can see the footnote for everything that I say. So it's not like I've got some kind of special access or, you know, we're making something up creatively. It's all there in black and white, and they're not doing this work. Um, and I think these are fundamentally important questions about you know, who in our political leadership is getting paid, who has commercial ties to China, um, and they're not covering it. And I think the second reason is the mainstream media outlets, the corporate media outlets, have a big problem. They're all owned by corporate parents who want to do business in China. Disney owns ABC, for example, and, you know, Comcast and uh, owns uh, NBC. They're all looking to do deals in China. They don't want to do something that is going to negatively affect their uh, ability to do so. So that's the second reason that I think they're avoiding this story. You say that the Biden family scored $31 million in five deals from China uh, with individuals with direct ties to the highest levels of Chinese uh, intelligence. Uh, tell us about that money, when that money started to roll in. And then I kind of want to talk about, like, for instance, the uh, the $1.5 billion deal that Biden, Hunter Biden had with a bank. Uh, go yeah, ahead. Let's yep. start with the $30 million bucks. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I first broke the story of the Biden commercial ties with Beijing back in 2018. Uh, but what we got access to was new material. We got access to the Hunter Biden laptop. We also got access to the email collection of one of Hunter Biden's former business partners, a guy named Bevan Cooney. 
And we wanted to look through the emails and try to answer a couple of questions. First of all, how much money did they get from those commercial deals? And second of all, who made those deals happen in China? Or as my kids would say, who made it rain for the Bidens? <laughs> um, and the emails provided answers to both of those questions. Uh, we were able to quantify some $31 million in deals that they got. Uh, these deals all happened when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. Uh, some of those deals uh, have remained in place uh, through Joe Biden taking the presidency of the United States. But I think even more troubling than the amount of money that they were getting from uh, Beijing is who made those deals happen. Uh, we, we name them uh, and we know who they are because the emails you know, show who they were communicating with, who made the deals happen. And each one of them has links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. So just one example, there's a businessman named Che Feng uh, that helped uh, Hunter Biden uh, secure uh, that private equity deal with the Chinese bank. Um, che Feng, at the same time he's helping Biden, uh, Hunter Biden, is also um, business partners with the Vice Minister of State Security, which is China's equivalent of the KGB, CIA, FBI, all rolled into one. Uh, and every other businessman that helps them with a deal has similar types of relationships with Chinese intelligence. So the point is, is these were not random deals. This was not Hunter Biden sort of stumbling around Beijing. This was an orchestrated effort of what Chinese intelligence calls elite capture. Uh, and there's no question in my mind that they succeeded in doing so with these deals. So what's China going to get out of it? Uh, what they're looking for uh, is quite interesting. Um, loosely translated from the Chinese, what they're looking for is big help with a little bad mouth. <laughs> and what that means is um, they don't mind if, if a politician that they have captured uh, in this way, they don't mind if they talk about the Uyghurs or if they criticize China on human rights. They, they understand that political figures in the West have to maintain some semblance of political viability. Gotcha. What they want is help on the big things, which is they basically want unfettered access to technology, unfettered access to our capital markets, and unfettered access to sell their products with very few tariffs in the United States. All three of those things are what uh, Joe Biden has given them. He has curtailed efforts to restrict their access to our technology. He's curtailed efforts to cut off their access to our capital markets. And this is really important. China fundamentally believes that if those things stay in place, they will defeat the United States and wow. become the reigning superpower on the planet. So this is part of their strategy. They believe they're going to win if they get those things from our political class. And I think if you look at the evidence, uh, it's pretty clear that they will win unless we do something about it. Let's uh, kind of pivot to what's going on with Ukraine. We know that uh, Hunter Biden had uh, ties with a Ukrainian gas company and no experience in the oil and gas industry. Joe Biden threatened a uh, billion dollars in loan guarantees unless the prosecutor who was investigating that company was fired. And son of a bee, he was fired. Um, how does this? How does this play into the crooked Biden family? Now that we see. Uh, Ukraine, or I should say Russia, kind of going to the back door to get assistance from China without us. How do these kind of come together as far as this this corruption family? Because it's kind of odd that two of these big world players that are so involved in in you know in world events right now have direct ties to a president who the Russians say is compromised. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, it, it's, it's hugely problematic because let's be clear, we're not talking here about some random deal. We're talking about deals that put millions of dollars in the Biden family pockets. And this is important. I mean, Hunter Biden's the guy that did these deals, but the other revelation in Red Handed from the email collections is that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have intermingled finances. In other words, when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States and Hunter Biden was doing these deals and collecting this money, he was actually paying his father's bills. He was paying some of his monthly bills, and he was also paying for things like renovations on his home. So Joe Biden is a beneficiary of this. And what people have to understand is you have the deals in China, you have the deal in Ukraine that you talked about, but let's remember, Hunter Biden was also getting money from Russian oligarchs that are linked to Vladimir Putin. Uh, yep. Yelena Batarina, uh, yep. we know sent $3.5 million. There, there are <laughs> corporate records that indicate that she may have invested some $200 million with Hunter Biden and his business partners. We know that Hunter was trying to do deals with Oleg Deripaska and these other pro-Russian oligarchs. We don't know if those deals came to fruition, but there are deep entanglements in all of these cases. And the way that all of these entities work, whether it's Ukrainians, Russians, or Chinese businessmen close to the regime, they are looking for leverage over foreign politicians and their family members so that they can extort them to their political benefit. And the notion that this should not be a concern with Joe Biden is just absolutely laughable. So you know that there is a lot of dirt, there is a lot that China could share but does not share, and uh, consequently, that maybe this is, uh, I'm assuming, and I, I don't think it's that far of a stretch, to uh, not hold China accountable for what happened with regard to COVID is a part of that. Absolutely. Um, you know, look at uh, what the lack of action you see in Washington, D.C. I mean, this, is, this, oh, is, this, this, this illness has created um, a shutdown of the United States for basically two years. Almost a million people have died. And there is a complete lack of curiosity by the Biden administration to actually understand what caused this. I mean, to me, that's just astonishing. Or look at Capitol Hill. I talk about this in the book as well. Nancy Pelosi and her family, her husband and her son, also have lucrative deals uh, in China. As Speaker of the House, she has blocked any attempt to even have a congressional hearing in the House of Representatives on the basic question of was this a lab leak? Was this naturally occurring? How did it happen? She does not even want to have a congressional hearing on the subject, which is outrageous. So absolutely, this is an example of how Beijing's strategy of elite capture, striking these commercial deals with congressional leaders, with the Biden family, is working uh, in a very, very powerful way. Let me ask you, you know, we follow world markets and the price of grain and oil. How much is a a, a soul of a swamp devil in Washington, D.C. running for right now? (laughs) <laughs> you know, the thing that is surprising to me, it's a great question. The thing that is surprising to me is it's a lot less than you think. Oh, God, yes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the thing I think people are stunned about when yeah. you know, I'll meet with people and I'll say, this individual got $25 million and did such and such. They'll be like, really? That, it was only $25 million? Um, and that's, that's part of the problem is they understand that we have a political class in Washington that feel that they are entitled to money. They, these politicians, many of them, not all of them, 
but many of them convince themselves that, that, you know, they've devoted 20 to 30 years of their life to public service, and they're somehow entitled yes. uh, to some <laughs> sort of benefit. And they convince themselves that because maybe it doesn't technically violate a specific law, even though it violates every spirit of public service, that it's okay for them to do these side deals with these foreign rival powers uh, that want to surpass us. So it's, it's, it's a huge, huge problem, uh, and um, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Author Peter Schweizer is on the phone. He has written a new book. It's red-handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. One of the things that I uh, have said, uh, Peter, is that right now in this country we have, uh, I look at, uh, I think that Hillary Clinton and, uh, and uh, Joe Biden look at Russia as the template. They want to make America into an oligarchy. And, and we are succeeding in doing that. We had Mark Zuckerberg involved to the tune of $400 million in the last election. Please write a book about that. Uh, and then also the fact that, you know, we've got people like Barack Obama, we've got people like Joe Biden, who uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, who've never created anything, never built anything, never put anything in the market, but they retire filthy, 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 rich beyond belief. And they partner with people like Zuckerberg and forward their own agenda. So are we becoming an oligarchy to some degree? Yeah, I think we are. Um, and I think, look, the, the genius of what our founders had in mind for our country and that has worked so well for so long uh, up until modern times um, is the notion that our elected officials were going, it was supposed to be a phase of their life. You were going to come, you know, maybe you served in the military, maybe you were a merchant, a businessman, a school teacher, a labor leader, whatever. You would come serve in Congress for four, six years, maybe eight years, two terms in the Senate, whatever, for 12 years. And then you would go back to your life. You would go back to your home district. That has changed dramatically. Generally speaking, people now come and they plan to stay for decades. And when they leave, they don't go back to their own districts. They stay in Washington and peddle in the influence yes. game of what they did. As, as I point out in, in, in the book, for example... And this really astonished me. Uh, there are 23 former congressmen and senators who are lobbying in Washington, D.C. right now, not just on behalf of Chinese companies, on behalf of Chinese military-linked companies. Wow. These are people that, that were senior senators, chairman of powerful committees in Congress. They leave, and they're not even lobbying for American companies. They're lobbying for Chinese military companies. Some of them are pulling down a million dollars a year or more. Um, that is that is movement towards an oligopoly, and it is a huge um, problem uh, for uh, not only the kind of decisions we're getting, but the, the lack of confidence that people increasingly have in what our political class is doing. And I think our political class, you know, a lot of times they'll complain when uh, CEOs of different companies get uh, exorbitant packages. But at the same time, our political class treats the United States like a multi-trillion dollar company, and they are on the board of directors. And that's the way they treat yeah. it, and, and they pay themselves. And they pay off, more importantly, they can direct the money, the only product that the country really, the, the government really makes. I mean, it provides services, but, but it pays off a lot of people. <laughs> so when you can direct Absolutely. that money... You know, kaboom, man. That's what it is. They feel like they run the company. Yeah, no, that's right. And here's the thing. I mean, look, there are all kinds of criticisms I lodge against uh, corporations all the time. But generally speaking, if a CEO screws up, um, they're out. That <laughs> yes, doesn't happen yes. in politics. No. Um, they usually blame somebody else. The other thing is, you know, as a corporate executive, you could not say as a corporate executive, the CEO of a major corporation, hey, 
my son has got this business over here, so I want us to hire his business to do work for us. You'd get in massive trouble with the SEC oh, yeah. if you tried to jerry-rig. That goes on in Washington, D.C. all the time, all the time, because there is no independent authority. They get to play by a totally different set of rules of corporate America. So, yeah, they're, they're, their criticisms of corporate America may be legitimate, but the point is a lot of them are doing far worse things. The only difference is, is they can do them legally because they've written the laws in such a way that allows them to be exempt from those laws. I, I just want to mention one more thing. We got to go. Uh, uh, this whole uh, selling uh, paintings by Hunter Biden is a an ancient Chinese uh, bribery, where they use art and they they give it to people. And they can sell it and keep the money. Is that kind of what's going on with Hunter Biden? Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 genius level corruption because art is subjective. <laughs> I read a year ago about yeah. a British artist who sold an invisible sculpture for twenty thousand oh, yes. dollars. I know. This is, this is fine for Hunter Biden because, yeah. you know, who's going to criticize and say if, if some Chinese oligarch wants to spend half a yeah. million dollars yeah. on Hunter Biden piece of artwork, who's to stop them? That's the problem. They yeah, know exactly. It's known in Washington, D.C. that the art world is rife with money laundering and corruption. So that's exactly where Hunter Biden wants to be. All right, Peter Schweizer, got to go. But uh, thank you for coming on. And, uh, and I'd love to have you on any time red handed. How American elites get rich helping China win. I got the copy. Right there. Did you hear it? I hit the microphone with it. It's right here in the office with me. Uh, Godspeed, my friend, and thanks for your work. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.